Hello everyone and welcome to the Be Light, Shine Bright podcast. My name is Pakala Kiara and I'll be your host. Here we discuss life and how the different facets of it can influence our mental health. We will talk about therapy, interventions, mental health and life experiences. Remember, if you like it, feel free to give us a share and invite your friends and loved ones to listen. For this episode, I wanted to address something that's personally relevant uh, for me this week, and that is the topic of anniversary reactions to trauma. So for myself, today is actually the anniversary of the date that my son had his open heart surgery so it's the second anniversary it's been two years since they opened him up and went in and did his repair for his condition to trilogiophallo yeah at the time uh, when he had his surgery i was also pregnant with my third son so um it was very very stressful time for me very stressful and traumatic time for him and our entire family really it's been historically uh difficult um i've only had one anniversary to get through before today um but yeah last year i had a panic attack on the day um, and i didn't understand what was happening so the topic I wanted to talk to you about is the um, anniversary reactions to trauma. And this is something that's quite common, quite normal for people who have experienced trauma in their life. And it doesn't have to be the same as mine. It can be any kind of trauma. It can be a car accident. It could be a loved one dying. It could be domestic violence. It could be uh, being violently attacked. It could be some other kind of uh, accident or trauma um, it could be an emotional trauma as well so like uh, big emotional traumas like betrayal rejection abandonment uh, and that kind of thing as well so you may or may not be aware that your body stores trauma so a lot of different researchers have uh, looked at this phenomena and your body actually remembers the things that happened to you so if you've suffered a bodily trauma it is quite likely that um at that same time of year around the anniversary you will experience similar kind of pains or aches and even if it was a different kind of trauma you'll still can experience uh, somatic experiences that are similar to the things that you went through at the time of the trauma so some of these things can be like uh, so these somatic sensations can be things like anxiety, sadness, feeling like you might cry, uh, heavy feeling on your chest, kind of like dread. Um, as I said before, for myself, I have panic attacks. Um, you might also get sore eyes. You might have insomnia. You might have trouble sleeping. You may have headaches, and just maybe you might just feel unsafe or just stressed out in general. You may also have uh, thoughts and these may be intrusive or just passing thoughts of who was around you at that time, where you might have been and maybe even some of the memories might come back to you.
As I said before, when trauma occurs, your body will store a memory of the trauma. And when we experience distressing or unsettling thoughts, feelings or emotions in the lead up to the anniversary of a trauma, it can be due to something known as the anniversary effect. More often than not, it can be difficult for us to understand why we might be feeling distressed if we are experiencing anniversary trauma. We may not even be consciously aware of what the day is. We may not know it in our brain, but our body may feel it. Um, Anniversary reactions can be triggered by things like the time of year, the location where the trauma occurred, so maybe going somewhere near to where your trauma originally occurred, perhaps seeing a person that was involved in the trauma or hearing their name, Um, even the particular date, so noticing it on the calendar or just the time of day or the way the sun looks in the sky, even things like smells or food that you ate at the time. It's very common for you to experience the bodily reactions or somatic sensations before you cognitively recognize that it is the anniversary of your trauma. And this could be linked to the way that we experience trauma in the first instance. So usually when we're experiencing a traumatic event, we will experience it with our body and our emotions first, and then we will cognitively process it later. So usually our bodies react first. I'm sure that you've heard about the fight flight or freeze response sometimes they add in fawn which is um, kind of capitulating um, to make things happen quicker Um, but yeah our body is usually the thing that reacts first and then we kind of think and have cognitions about it Uh, bodily reactions to trauma can come in many different forms and they are different for each individual but um, for anniversary trauma it's quite likely that you'll experience similar or the same sensations and emotions that happened to you at the time the original trauma occurred. Sometimes these reactions can be very intense and they can vary in nature from mild to moderate or severe and I really want you to know that it's totally completely normal as a response to trauma. This is all normal things that people who have suffered trauma will experience. Some of the more common anniversary sensations include a decreased or increased appetite, feeling emotionally numb, difficulty concentrating, feeling exhausted, difficulty getting to sleep, bad dreams or nightmares, sadness or depression, headaches, stomach aches, anxiety or increased irritability, panic attacks and anger. Now, of course, there are more things that might come up for you around the anniversary of your trauma, but these are common ones that people report. This is a short interruption to let you know that if you or a loved one is experiencing difficulty or is in need of more support, you can find me at maramacounseling.com. Be sure to check out the audio resources page also, where you'll have access to a number of free resources that will help you to feel relaxed. Be sure to take advantage of my 20-minute free initial session. I am also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter 
can't wait to work with you. Anniversary reactions and the symptoms usually will fall into three different categories. And these categories are re-experiencing. So you may have a re-triggering or a re-experiencing of the physiological responses, feelings, emotions, or thoughts that occurred to you at the time of the event. So for myself, with my trauma about my son Jack's, I usually feel a sense of dread or anxiety in the lead up to the day my son had his open heart surgery. And this kind of echoes that dread that I had at the original time. And as I said before, I have experienced panic attacks. I also, my anxiety often, um, it comes out as irritability and getting really impatient with things. And I also am quite, um, yeah, just not myself. Now, the next category of um, anniversary reactions and their symptoms is arousal. So arousal is when your body experiences stimulation of your sense organs through your nervous system, and it's related to wakefulness or alertness. So for many on the anniversary of their traumatic event, it is quite common for them to feel on edge, anxious or nervous. Um, sleep may be as affected. So yeah, um, that's something that's been happening for me this week as well. I've been having trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep. I've been waking up um, with the sweats and things like that. Um, some people might have an increase in anxiety and things like insomnia. You may be hypervigilant, irritable, angry, or feel a bit jumpy if your arousal, arousal um, response is heightened. And someone, so for example, for arousal, someone who has experienced a home invasion may have trouble getting to sleep at night um, for fear that the invasion might occur again or someone else is going to come back. And things like unfamiliar noises may trigger a, a large stress response where they um, find it difficult to get to sleep. And the last category of uh, trauma responses is avoidance. And this is really, really common for people with trauma. And often uh, people who engage in this, they can feel a bit guilty, especially if the trauma is around losing a loved one. Um, however, it is a completely normal response and I would like you all to know that. Um, so a lot of people will try and avoid trauma-related stimuli around the anniversary of their trauma. And this is quite clever. This is your brain protecting itself. This is your brain not wanting to go to a place that was painful. Um, and some people actually find it hard to do this as well, but some people um, do engage in this and they might avoid places or, or people, situations or things that are connected with their trauma in some way. Um, so, for example, an individual who may have lost someone in a plane accident, they might try to avoid flying in general or just around the time of year that they lost their loved one. And as I said, all of these feelings and symptoms are normal. They may occur out of nowhere for you and they might happen suddenly and inexplicably. You may not be able to explain or cognitively know why you are feeling like this. You may feel a bit strange. If you do ever happen to feel like this, a bit disturbed or distressed, and you can really see no other explanation 
um, like as in in your life as it stands right now in the moment try sitting with yourself and just having a think and seeing if anything has ever happened to you on this date that's quite significant or caused you um, a significant amount of trauma or stress um, historically at that time of year so some things that you can do to feel better we can do some stuff to feel better guys um you can identify some potential dates that may affect you so sitting down and doing what i said before and having a bit of a think about has anything ever happened to me that may cause my body or my mind some trauma that i should be aware of so identifying those potential dates and try to come up with an action plan before the date arrives um, for those of you who have a trauma like mine, it's pretty easy. It's kind of burned in your brain, um, the date of things like that. Um, for others, it might be we've tried to forget it so much that it's a bit hazy and we have to really think about when that was and what time of year. Um, but be, just be mindful that you might be a little bit more sensitive around these dates or you might need a bit more support than you usually would. Um, the next thing we can do is engage in self-love and self-care. And I've done a few podcast episodes on that. Um, so take a look at those. Um, but be gentle with yourself and do things that bring you joy and happiness. Do things that make you feel calm or content or energized or happy. It can be hard to, uh, for us in the moment when we're really upset to think of different ways to make ourselves feel better. So perhaps sitting down and writing a list may help you to implement these strategies when you are in a moment of distress or overwhelm. Another thing that we can do is to try and avoid high stress situations at this time of year. So take it easy on yourself. Don't try and hang around with people that are known to stress you out. Um, don't engage in things that stress you out at this time of year. So don't be around people that aren't compassionate or that usually stress you out. So it's something I do, I isolate myself a lot. Um, and then try to do something nice on the day. So something that elicits the opposite of emotions of what you felt on that day. So try and change your energy of this day going forward by filling it with good, calming, or happy memories and this really might be difficult for you to do in the earlier years that um, happen after your trauma so go gently be gentle with yourself go as slowly as you need to um, something that you may incorporate into that or you can do separately is perhaps a ritual or a release um, of letting go uh, some people like to write things down and burn them um, other people like to plant things in memoriam, so like a little memorial tree or something. Um, others like to place flowers in the water by the ocean. That's really beautiful. The physical act of this ritual may help your body to process the drama in a different way than just thinking about it and processing it in that way. Uh, something else we can do is reach out to trusted friends and loved ones. And let them know that you might need to lean on them at this time and they may need to be a little bit more patient or um, supportive. I strongly suggest reaching out to someone that you trust implicitly, someone that you can count on and who has been there for you before. Um, sometimes we make the mistake of 
I don't even know if it's a mistake because we all learn lessons, but sometimes we trust people that aren't really equipped to deal with the kind of support that we need and it can end up doing a little bit more harm than good. So yeah, try this with someone that has been there for you in times of similar amount of stress, I suggest, because there's nothing worse than thinking that you can lean on someone and you know them telling you that you can and then you doing it and then them saying you're too much it's um, quite hurtful so that's why I highly highly recommend my next step which is probably talking to someone like myself uh, a mental health professional yeah or another mental health professional doesn't have to be me um, but someone who's going to be non-judgmental and a mental health professional will be non-judgmental. They will have positive regard for you. And more than likely, they're going to have some strategies that are going to help you. Sometimes having this safe space in therapy can lead to catharsis and release. And you, you're going to be able to rest assured that they're going to keep your emotions, feelings, and experiences safe and confidential. They're not going to run around and tell anybody. We are ethically and morally bound to keep your experiences confidential. And like I said, they're going to have some strategies or be able to validate you in your trauma. Sometimes we like to talk to people or seek help from support and support from people that we already know. But like I said before, they may not be equipped to do that. They may not know how to handle your trauma. They, they might get triggered by your trauma or they might try and engage in unhealthy coping mechanisms like ignoring you or um, brushing it under the carpet or acting like it's not happening. And this is really um, damaging for you if you're not getting your feelings validated. And to end this episode, I really wanted to read a quote to you that I have shared on social media this week um, but it resonates for anyone that has trauma and it goes like this your trauma is valid even if other people have experienced worse even if someone else who went through the same experience doesn't feel debilitated by it even if it could have been avoided even if it happened a long time ago even if no one knows your trauma is real and valid and you deserve a space to talk about it. It isn't desperate or pathetic or attention-seeking. It's self-care. It's inconceivably brave. And regardless of the magnitude of your struggle, you're allowed to take care of yourself by processing and unloading some of the pain you carry. Your pain matters. Your experience matters. And your healing matters. Nothing and no one can take that away. And that quote is by Danielle Kopke. I hope you found some value in this episode. This concludes this episode of the Be Light Shine Bright podcast from Maramar Counseling. I'm Pakala Kiara and I hope you enjoyed listening today. Keep your eyes peeled and your ears ready for more episodes in the future. And remember, be light, shine bright. Until next time.